listening to Spec Talk, the podcast for the students, by the students. I'm Caitlin, here with Kyle, Jay, and Cecil. How are you guys? Pardon me? You're Spotify. You're listening to Spec Talk. Okay, if you could stand. You got that. The voice of the students. All right. So we're just going to jump right in today, per usual. Um, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. How do you guys feel about that? Patty Milk! Hey, man. Oh, come on. Patty Milk. Milk the defense everywhere. Like he's been saying all season. <laughs> That's the <laughs> words right out of my mouth. <laughs> the 49ers stink. Kyle Hanson sucks. And he sold us twice. I think, uh... Patty Milk. You know, San Francisco is the better team for three and a half quarters. Um, they actually, they had a really good game plan. Mahomes sucked for three and a half quarters, actually. And uh, it's just, you know, I, I think I tweeted it out. It was third and 15 at their own 35, seven minutes to go in the game. From that point on, Mahomes was seven for nine, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Was that yeah. the big Tyreek one? Was that the that Sammy one? That was a Tyreek Hill play. Yeah, Matt Russell Wilson. And then after that, it was pretty much it. And, you know, the biggest thing about it, like, he still wasn't, like, fantastic, but he just did what he had to do. Um, And that's, you know. The key to a great player is getting it done even when you don't have it. I think they struggled a lot because he, he, he targeted Tyreek a lot more than he usually does. I was saying that too. 16, he had 16 targets. And that never really happens. And, like, they usually spread it out more. But I guess he, yeah. he did line up on the right side away from Richard a lot. And either way, it didn't matter because Richard got broke down by anybody who was in front of him. I was just waiting for him to throw it deep. That, yeah, that, that hurt my heart. He was talking all that. He got broke. Yeah, I mean, the big thing was that uh, – San Francisco did a really good job of essentially eliminating the big plays. They did. And then Tyreek's on that safety on that play, and that was pretty much over. It was that and the Watkins play that was the only two big plays. Shout out, shout out Frank Clark. My man has been talking that talk for a good minute. Backed it up every single yeah. time. He got that last that last sack to win the game pretty much. Yeah, boy. Yeah, he was going to work. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me talk about Damian Williams should have won MVP, but really ain't it. He had the big run. He had the thirty-one yard run at the end. Yeah, I mean he had sixty-eight yards up until that rush. Yeah. I thought the only other guy that probably actually could have been considered even though his stats didn't come off the page because I think yeah, he only had one tackle in the day was uh, Chris Jones. I think he had three or four deflections off the line of scrimmage. Oh, big, he, big plays. That's another guy. You know, big great, great player making plays even when he doesn't have it. He wasn't able to get a lot of pressure, but he made the plays. That San Francisco team's good. I think they're going to compete. They still have a really good running game, even though they stopped running the ball again. I just thought it was really mismanaged at the end. And then, uh, you know, Mahomes made the plays. They lost themselves that game. Jimmy took it out of the running back's hands and gave it to Jimmy, which out of that's not their game plan. Yeah. I think Jimmy could have did it, but they just – just to switch it like that, what you've been doing all season, and you're kind of like in panic mode. You stop running the ball, and then they start clicking. And their offensive line stopped blocking. It really it was so weird. Like, so they, uh, Mahomes gets that touchdown. He hits, uh, he, was over after that. He, hit, he hit Kelsey for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. It was 2017. Most gets six yards on first and 10. And then instead of a play action, which Garoppolo was killing them all game, because the thing that happened is they were putting six on the line to play the run. If they didn't get a run, it was play action Jimmy, and he was hitting Debo. Kittle was seemingly open all game, even though he didn't get thrown to a lot. And uh, 
that number 19 Brown, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Matthew was active. Cool. And uh, they were all just running crossing routes off of play action. They were wide open. Yeah. And so they get that six-yard gain on first and 10, and it's out of play action. It's not another run to most there. It's two straight passing plays. Jimmy going to seemingly nobody. I didn't understand, you know, even if you just run the ball and don't get the first down, the clock's under four minutes. And it really reminded me of, uh, was it 2017 AFC Championship when the Jaguars played the Patriots? Um, and it's just like, the whole thing is like, when you have like an average quarterback, like with Bortles and also with Garoppolo, you need to trust him to make five good throws, especially in a big game, especially when you're playing a guy like Mahomes or Brady. You need to make five good throws, and it just seemed like he didn't trust him to make five good throws. He had the one throw to Sanders that could have taken the lead again. Yeah, and he just missed, missed him, overthrew him, and he's throwing the ball with his eyes closed. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah he threw, I, I mean, where did he do that? Last pass, that's it. Oh, man. That pass rush was pretty good at the end of the game. Yeah, they started clicking, and that's what it really messed them up at that point. I thought you should start running, you could have started running, throw some screens in there or something, but yeah. overthrew them. Um, then Debo didn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter, which was absolutely stupid because he was the best player on their team on offense yesterday. Yeah, you should have just walked around more of those good teams. You, give it to Debo. I mean, that was working. You're in the Super Bowl, and the stuff you were trying to go to was not working. Give the ball to your playmakers. Like, I don't know what else you could do. And then the Kittle push-off, I didn't like that. Because like just in the play, just Minnesota versus um, the Saints, Kyle Rudolph got away with that same thing, and his was a touchdown. Well, the thing that's different, too, is that Re- Rudolph, you actually see the defender move back, where Kittle is just kind of like having his arm out, like kind of like a stiff arm. They're hand-fighting the whole time. Him. whole time. He just has his hand here. And, then, and, I mean, that's a tough call. I mean, obviously, anytime it's – it's almost like, so in NBA and NFL, one of the things talks about is like perception of a foul. You know, if you spot your hand like this, they're going to call it. Right. Even if you don't touch him because it looks like a foul. If you have your hand out extended, they're throwing the flag every time. And Kittle got the... And he placed the ball over Kittle. Yeah, so was, so your def- the defender's looking like he's like falling, but he's leaning yeah. forward to try to extend. If they called that, I thought they shouldn't have called that. But I give credit to the Chiefs. They did their thing. They yeah. really, Pat, they've been fighting all, all playoffs. I mean, it was good for three quarters, but Mahomes was pretty good. That was a difference. Kyle Shanahan really, he got some thinking to do. Yeah. I'm going to say it's Patty. He's on defense. All right. One of the worst for Seattle, man. All right. know is if Russ was in the NFC Championship game, you would have seen that happen in the NFC Championship game. No, Russ wouldn't have folded like Jimmy. No, I'll say that. No, I wouldn't have. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about if you made it to the bowl, though, you wouldn't have folded. Oh, no, I just mean Russ versus. I mean, I don't want to overreact yeah. on Jimmy. It was unfortunate. I mean, I still think his peak's going to be like a Kirk Cousins or Alex Smith type. Oh, but I he's, he still beat, you know, he still beat Rodgers. Who did he beat the round before then? Rodgers. Um, was it Minnesota? Yeah. So, I mean, he beat a good Minnesota team. He beat Rodgers. It's not like the guy's bad. I just don't know what his They just went away from their plan. Yeah. Should have stuck to Titans did. It was running that bad boy. Ryan Tannehill had his eight throws. They was gone. They was on. And all right, um, the trade de- deadline. I'm sorry, I can't talk. Is coming up. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Everybody getting traded. I don't actually think there's going to be a lot of big names being traded. Like the biggest name I think we'll see is probably like a Clint Capella. I don't even think like I've seen D'Angelo Russell's name come up recently again. I don't even think someone like him's going to get traded again. Because that's all they wanted to keep drunk. him with yeah. Steph. Well, I think what's going to happen is it's going to be a draft. 
Probably. Because so, the thing is, is that Golden State can't use cap space because of the way they're south. They could still be over the cap if they traded Russell for nothing because of those three contracts. So they can't really afford to, like, trade him. Like, they'll be trading him to get pieces back, mm-hmm. which is why I thought, like, a trade, like, like an Aaron Gordon type for Russell and maybe a pick involved, too, made a lot of sense. But I don't think that he's going to get traded in the middle of the season for, like, nothing. Yeah, buddy, you. Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to get rid of Bogdan instead of him. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of years locked up with Buddy. I don't see them trading them. I like him. Because they, uh... Shooter. I mean, he still gets buckets, but Bogdan's really good, too. I mean, he earned that starting spot from uh, Buddy. I mean... But Buddy was folding. He was having... He was struggling. But now he's cooking, though. He's cooking up that bitch. Buddy to Golden State. Yeah. Sandy Low. Oh, I think he would absolutely go insane on Golden State with Steph and Clay, but eh. Yeah, I'm really interested in. I'm curious in this Capella situation. Why do they always want to move him? Uh, I think Houston just like we might as well just run with a small team and see what happens. I don't know. And then they're also kind of they're locked into their contract situation with him there. But the the question is, is who's looking for Clint Capella? I don't really think a lot of people are. No, he fell off. And I think the people who are, I don't. See Boston really making that trade. See, Ice has actually been pretty good. His name's been connected to them. And when Grant Williams trade healthy, I think he's actually their best center, even though he's only like six nine. And I think the people who are going to want Capella are going to be the ones who also want Drummond. And it just depends on who gets the better offer. I mean, the only one I want Andre Drummond. I'll talk team. about the Hawks real quick, even though I don't want to talk about ten win teams. But I don't know why the Hawks keep trying to trade for a center. Like they're, it's so dumb. To actually put up with this because just put Collins at center. Oh. Just put Collins at center. Collins is good. He gets boards. He's rim running big. Why are you trying to get bigger in a league that nobody wants to get big? Oh, no, I can't do that. No. I do like that Momaba thing because they just got him on the bench. You like you like AD. He's a power forward. He's a small ball center in last minute uh, situation. Like four quarter lineup. If we had say we had Momaba, Trey, Ice Trey, Kevin Herter. If Cameron's was good, Herder, and then John John Collins. Well, that's the thing. So you need you need really eight guys to actually win a title, and that's the end up goal for everybody. And really, you need a creative point guard. You need a rim running center who's going to be able to get rebounds, protect the rim, which I think Collins can do. And you need a wing scorer who can go get you a bucket when you need it the most. You know, and right now those wing scorers who are go getters are like Beal, LeBron, PG, Kawhi, uh, Durant when he's healthy. Durant. Uh, Clay's even in that category for me, too. Booker's in that category for me, too. You know. Jimmy, you, you put it out yeah, Jimmy, too. You know, those are really the guys that, like, you're looking for, and that's really what Atlanta needs. They need another guy who can get a bucket. We call him Andrew Edwards right now. You got so many. You got so much young talent. Man, go get you a star. I mean, I just... Send, send that... Honestly, if I'm send Atlanta, that, go, get you a, go get you Bradley, man. Go get Bill. I'm just sitting on what I got. You got young, talented pieces. You don't really need to rush it. Herder and Trey, I think, is actually a pretty decent backcourt for 10 years. It's just bad defensively. I mean, yeah, Herder's good enough. And if you get a nice wing, two wings. What? Put him on the bench. I mean, and bring who? I don't know where we get at. <laughs> I, I think that I, I think he's a solid two guard to complement because he's going to stretch the floor and Trey can pretty much drive at will if he's standing there. If you get a solid three that can go play both ways, I think that's Go to the table at Devin Booker, man. Go ahead, go crazy. The teams I'm really interested in for the oh, trade deadline are uh, Toronto, 
obviously, and uh, Miami. And then obviously the Pelicans with who are they who are they buying and selling at this point? Miami looking right like they're looking fine right now with this thirty three uh, point W. The one I pitched that I thought would be interesting was uh, some package involving James Johnson's expiring plus some decent young pieces like Kendrick Nunn or something for Drew Holiday. Whoa, whoa. Hmm. Kendrick Dunn. Whoa, whoa. He's good though. Nice little rookie. Uh I mean I like him. But the thing is for they, Drew Goron's a good point guard, but he's not a number two option. Exactly. They need that number two. They need that number two guy, and I think Drew can be that number two guy that might help them. Shoot, they number two, and it may sound wild, but Tyler Harrell's a number. That boy is a bucket. I think he's going. To be. He is a bucket. I don't know. I don't think he's no, ready for. A and his right attitude now. fits Jimmy. Like Jimmy's personality, him. They're just a couple of dogs out in Miami. I like it. He's cold. Don't sleep. You're sleeping. I think you're sleeping. Yeah. Right now. I mean, I think he's really. I don't think he's ready to play in the playoffs now. Playoffs? Oh, I think uh, you got to learn somewhere. I think, Drew, I think Drew Holiday would be a really nice fit there. And then I was interested in Boston, but their center got pretty good. And my thought was that they would dangle one of their wing players, whichever one they like best, uh, between Jalen and uh, Tatum. But those two just got really good. So yeah, they keep them. It, it's not, there's no point in trading either of them because Tatum, Tatum's a hoop. Tatum's a legit number two guy. He's going to be number one. Number one. Yeah. Kemba Buckets. Yeah, him and Kemba's going to be a nice pairing. And then you still got Gordon and Jalen and Marcus Smart. I'm glad with his contract. I'm going to get him a center. Try to see Gordon handle it. He gets Buckets. I, I like him. Gordon still plays. I mean, now they just have so much talent on, on that team. Yeah, and then Toronto's the last one that's really interesting to me. Uh, I mean, they, they need they're another team that really needs another guy. Like Kawhi Hole. Like, yeah, pretty. I mean, the thing is, is that you looked at what Kawhi provided to that team with his 24-9 elite defense and all that, plus uh, Danny Green's 12 on a 40% shooting. They really replaced that with, uh, you know, they replaced 90% of Kawhi with Siakam, production-wise. And they replaced old Siakam and Danny Green with Fred Van Vliet's numbers and uh, who's the other guy? Ananobi, too. So they've essentially almost replaced Powell. what? Right, well, the, the debate, the theory is that if they're going to trade for a piece, that Norman Powell is the one out because he's making like eleven million a year. So he's the one piece that they would probably have to trade. It just depends on what they get. This Gasol injury might make them get a big, but I really thought they needed like a score. I mean, right uh, now it's just search. Oh yeah, search on these decent. But you yeah, mean you, need, you, you probably need a you need a rotation of guys there. Yeah. And then the last one. Go ahead, No, you're good. Then the last one, of course, obviously on the West Coast is. Uh, well, actually, there's two on the West Coast: is the Nuggets and the Lakers. Lake show. Um, you know, I think uh, Lakers fans, obviously, you guys know my opinion on Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Kuz control. Um, that I don't think he's going to be a package for an all-star player ever. They said. Um, they said Kuzma was honoring Kobe by allowing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't think he's ever going to be a package deal for an all-star player like Booker, like I think Stephen A. said, which is just ridiculous. But I think if you package him with like a couple of those other guys for like a JJ Redick, that's yeah, possible. JJ just JJ plays like 14 to 18 minutes a night now on the bench. He just sits on the bench <laughs> I'm now. Kyle Kluber. Oh no, JJ Redick. Over oh, JJ, you're ten times the player. I'm I'm getting JJ. He's actually a good defender and he shoots automatically. Never miss the playoffs. Oh. It's automatic. It's it this year. No, I don't know. I mean, Oh, that eighth spot is real attainable. But yeah, I mean, I 
He's on the real deal. I don't know. I think I think JJ and LA would be nice. That would be deadly if you give LeBron him. I mean, it'd have to be like Kuz, Avery Bradley, and like Rondo. Oh, 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 no, no, no. None no. of those guys are good. No, no, no. Those guys all suck. Defensively, they've been terrible. They've yeah, been terrible. I was watching that uh, Blazers Lakers game with the Obi one. Um, and uh, yeah, you can't stop Dame right now. Like Avery Bradley's getting blown by him every time, and then they they started having to defend in that half court double team. Like it was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It's Dame time. Yeah, Dame has. <laughs> I mean, Dame's Shut playing up. really well. But Shut it, up. You're you're getting Avery Bradley to play defense, and he can't defend the one guy. You so what's the point of him being there? Yeah. All right. And just to touch on this subject a little bit, um, if you live under a rock, you wouldn't know. Yes, you would. Yeah, you would know. Um, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash a little over a week ago now. Um, and the guys wanted... To just spend a few minutes honoring Kobe. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. You remember the story? I'm a LeBron fan, but still, Kobe is that man. If you were the competitor for any type of sport ever, you look to Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant, inside them lines, inside the field, inside the court, don't matter what it was, Kobe was gonna kill you, and he was gonna find every weakness there was to murder you on that on that playing stage. There was. It could have been Uno. It could have been in the backyard. It could have been whatever. Kobe was trying to win that. And that's just the type of player he was, the type of person he was. And you can know all the stories all throughout ESPN or even the news or Twitter or Facebook, anything. Everybody tells you Kobe pushed you to be the best. And if you weren't the best, he was going to question you why you weren't the best. And you was going to tell him your plan to become the best. And then he was going to come back and check on you because he was that genuine. And he was that just – Kobe was just he was an icon, a, a mogul, just that. He's just that man. It's the biggest – Death on Earth, like since Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. To be honest, the whole world froze. Not even for a second, but for still some days. Like it just does not seem real. But you take this time to celebrate what he did, and it was amazing. It was arguably the best Laker to have ever played the game, and that's 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 something to say because all the best people who ever played the game, outside of like five people, were a Laker. So it's. It's it's insane. You get five rings, you're fourth on the list, and scoring first for missed shots. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you got a whole type of you got you can throw away anything on earth, and it doesn't matter where you're at, and the person's gonna yell Kobe because that's just that's just the type of guy. He, it's he was so big. It's 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 really tragic, and also you know you gotta pray for the other families that lost their their lives, um, their loved ones. And you know it's just it's really sad. And, it, it was. It is really sad, but, you know. Yeah. You just gotta remember and celebrate the life of the Mamba. Yeah, I mean, really, just you know, it doesn't matter if you're not a Laker fan, a Laker fan, Kobe fan, not a Kobe fan. It's just kind of a sad day for sports, and it was really just kind of shocking to see. You know, we kind of hold these athletes, especially when we're younger and when they're still playing and still look like when they're playing, we hold them to this like godlike status, like they're indestructible almost. Basketball God. That when something happens, it's almost like, you know, the shock of it just weighs so heavily on you, no matter who really it is. Um, it was just really sad. I tried not to be too overreactionary with his legacy. I think he was an all-time great. Um, 
overall, like, I mean, I wrote about it on vsuspectator.com, shameless plug, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I struggled for a long time ever saying that he was the greatest, like, amongst the greatest players ever for his generation, because I thought Shaq and Duncan were still ahead of him, and I struggled with saying he was the greatest Laker ever, because I still thought Kareem and Magic were still in front of him. I had him afraid of uh, Shaq for the greatest Laker, based yeah. on longevity. Um, but I do don't I don't think it's really reactionary based on this to say he was the most important Laker ever and most iconic. He's you know probably the second or third most iconic player of all time, and you know he was really the first internet star, if you think about it. I mean, based on the time he came up, and I thought the league struggled a little bit post Jordan. And they struggled with their image. But between guys, like, there was Duncan, who was the quiet. Um, Dirk, who paved the way in Europe. Iverson, who... Brought the streets to the NBA. Uh, You know, Steve Nash had his own thing. And Jason Kidd had his own thing. All those guys. Vince Carter had his own thing. Throughout all that, T-Mac, Kobe was still the number one guy through those years. And... You know, like you said, most missed shots were fourth most points. You always took the book, good Kobe with the bad Kobe. And still, he always found a way to got it, get it done. And I think his legacy really just sits, you know, people really talked about, not that Kobe wasn't like John Green Talent kind of thing, but people really talked about LeBron and Michael as like these insane physical specimens. You know, Michael could jump out the gym. LeBron's just, you know, a tight end with like a wide receiver speed to play basketball. Uh, you know, they had this insane talent where it's just like Kobe's thing was always, I'm going to be the hardest working person no matter what. And, you know, that's probably the best thing they live by if you're uh, a fan of basketball is you listen to Kobe Bryant. He's the most, the hardest working person of all time. And, uh, yeah, it was just a real sad day for all the sports. Oh, man, Kobe, what had to be him? Man, oh man, man, let me tell you the story. Man, I was in church, you know, just go crazy, just all that. And then I seen the look on my phone. My friend said, they said, Kobe dead. I said, nah, nah, Kobe not dead. This, I, I'm, I'm making jokes in the chat. It was like, yeah, you know, Kobe gonna have to die because, you know, LeBron passed him. Then I seen it on Twitter. I said, oh, nah. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Then I saw it again. And again, I said, oh, man, nah. I told my roommate, Anise, because, you know, Anise is, like, the biggest Kobe fan ever. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's anyway. very clear, even though he knows LeBron's better. But that's a different uh, story for another nope. day. Man, the being, man. I really can't even say too much. Like I said all in my article. But, you know. Shout out to the spectators. spectators. <laughs> nah, I let Oh, shout out to sports base. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah, um, man, this man Kobe was a dog, man, like D dog. Yeah, he was. A, he everybody modeled the game after him. Everybody became LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably thought the game better than LeBron. Close. Yeah, he was close now. That mentality just really stood out. Just, you know, just like man. My, you know, LeBron had this. LeBron's ability to see the game, I think, is still unparalleled. Magic Johnson. Um. But he, he, he really lacked that killer instinct for the first nine years of his career. 
Kobe just had it. He got it. <laughs> 17. Yeah, I mean, he said it. He said he grew up. He had that whole nappy fro because Kobe had it. I mean, yeah. Bron, when he first came in, he got he wore that because of Kobe. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just if after Michael Jordan, it was Kobe. Everybody who played basketball, including the stars now, wanted to be Kobe. You were just with the takes today. Michael Jordan, I'm saying this right now while we're talking about Kobe. Michael Jordan ain't when Nervatino was on. Let it be known right now. Yeah, he would have probably just. Well, they had to because they'll never stop the paint. There's no defensive three in the team. Exactly. Well, that made it hard. Hey, man. That's. Never mind. Uh, Never mind. What zone? What man? What person you put out there? Jordan was going to body him. Yeah, I mean. Now I'm just. Yeah. I'm just sitting here sad. I I still think the greatest Kobe moment that I've ever seen. um, People really talk about his uh, last game a lot, which I thought was a little ludicrous. Uh, 60 points on 50 shots. But it was the Kobe show. Kobe, love it. Yeah. Versus the Jazz. I mean, the the greatest moment for Kobe for me, um, I think Bill Simmons actually brought this one, was the uh, 08 Olympics. And. They were deadly. I mean, it was, well, not only that, but they dominated a lot of games. But that gold medal game, it really seemed like Spain was going to win. Um, they were they were up in, early in the first half. And, uh, like, Aaron Williams looked like he didn't want to be there. CP3 didn't want to be there. LeBron looked a little shell-shocked. Durant was a little down still. D-Wade and his bald head was still kind of struggling that game. And then it was just, like, every big play in that one, that gold medal game was all Kobe. He was just like, you know what, I'm still I'm still Kobe Bryant. And he took that game over and he beat the Gasols. Spain, like Argentina, they just... Wait, 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 what, they, are they Gasols? Are they white? Are no. they ex-Hispanic? Who? They're Gasols. Spanish. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They could be, you know what I'm saying, from Spain. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're, a lot of people from Spain are white-skinned. Yeah. I know that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know... Now, if you listen to them talk, they're from over there. Yeah, No, I'm just saying, like... Like, there's, uh, um, like people in the UK, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not from the UK. You know what I'm saying? No, but they're from there. Yeah, they're actually like, from Spanish. Mm-hmm. They're not Caucasian. No. No. No, there's a huge thing over there with, uh, uh, African immigrants or athletics. It's a huge thing in soccer. I can explain it more another day, but we're, we're not <laughs> on topic. Yeah. There's a lot of history in that. But. Kobe! So, let's just get into the final take on a happier note. Cecil, sing it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Take it away, buddy. <laughs> Kyle, what's your final take? All right, my final take is on uh, college football. While college football still struggles with applying some parity, college basketball is really making up a lot for it. Right now, if you look at college basketball teams, Number one in the country is Baylor, a non-traditional basketball school. Then, right after that, you got number two, Gonzaga. Number four, San Diego State, undefeated. Number six, Dayton. Uh, where else are we? Uh, 13, Seton Hall. Uh, Butler, 19. Creighton, 22. Houston, 25. Teams like Tulsa, Rhode Island, Rutgers, Texas Tech. Wichita State, all getting Marquette even, all getting votes for uh, ranking two. Mid-majors are really balancing the act in college basketball, and it's a it's a beautiful thing to see. And it's been really fun to watch. And it's really a year where there's no dominant teams, and if you're a fan of the NBA draft, you're not going to like it, because this draft's going to suck. 
Yep. It's going to be complete ass. But <laughs> college basketball has been a lot of fun to watch because of it. Because there's no really great team, and it's really hard to tell. Like, nobody's going to get a perfect bracket because it's really hard to tell who's going to win. I'm a little biased because I think Gonzaga's going to win, but, you know. I think Kansas is going to win every game. I think Kansas actually could be the best team this year. Georgia? Uh, Georgia is not even going to make the tournament. Ted? State? Southern. <laughs> Anthony Edwards. He's not even going to make the tournament. Yeah, it's crazy. Like uh, the NBA draft's going to be horrible, but it's been uh, it's been a fun college basketball season to watch, and uh, I'm expecting a lot of upsets and a lot of uh, fun games tournament time. Jay, what's your final take? Kaylee, what's your final take? Mind your business. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, final take. I had final take that one time. Maybe next week. I'm going to say this every week until it happens. Get Brett Brown out of here. I've had it. Just watch the game where we lost to the Heat by 31. 137. How do you give oh. up 137? Oh, on, on the road, you, you have to find a way to motivate your team and get them to play because on the road, Philadelphia is terrible. At home, they've lost twice. And they've lost, what are they lost, 20 games now? 18 games on the road. They've lost. That, that makes no sense to me. Brett Brown, we, you cannot progress in the playoffs. You cannot win. You cannot win a seven-game series until you win on the road. Forget the triangle. I want a new coach. Or, you know, talk about the trade deadline. I'm sorry, MB, get out of here, bub. I've been seeing Ben Simmons play dominant lately. When, when Joel was out, Ben was... Playing really well defensively, he was aggressive in the paint. You want to play them together, but for some when they both when they both play, one of them doesn't care, or one of them's effort and energy is just not there. Like when the other one doesn't, and that's not okay. And as a coach, you got to demand that from your players every night, every time. And I'm t- tired of not getting that. And I'm tired of these eight man rotations that don't work because we don't have past like six people that are good. So. I need some. Elton Brand, you got to do something too because this, you spent, I don't even know what to do. You spent all your $185 million on Tobias. You you pack, you spent a lot of money on this team and it, it just doesn't work. And you don't have the coach to make it work. Do something. That is my final thing. And last, but certainly not least, the Merch seat, right? Mercerson. Merkerson. Uh, probably. Man. <laughs> Look. We're going to start with the analytics now. Had my boy Patty Miller. He's melting defenses all season. Even when he didn't have it, he still had it. Super Bowl champ. 2018 MVP. 2019 Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl champ. All that. You know, all the accolades. But, you know, what's most successful accomplishment was going to Disney World. I'm just playing. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, man, I mean, Patty Melt, man. What can I say? He's just he's a, he's a dog. He's a goat, man. Like, when they, when they scored a touchdown with Tyreek Hill, I knew the game was over. He, had, he just needed one. He's in a stress. He, he can get down by whatever. He just, he's the same though throughout the whole game. He's not playing with me. You know, 10 points was the second biggest Super Bowl comeback ever. That's kind of wild. Like, no one's 
There's one team that's come back to our Actually, I'm not going to. We're, we're not going to let him finish that. Wonder who that is. We're not going <laughs> to let him finish that. Um, actually, I'm going to change my phone. Because you can't just add that. I'll finally take it out, Shanahan. Y'all had Shanahan on for it. Two Super Bowls. So this is the flip side. That's since the third quarter of the Super Bowl when he was with the Falcons, they have been outscored 52 to 0. Man. Thank you, Stephen A. for that. I should call his <laughs> last name. Oh. Kyle Folded. Just for the record. Foldahan. Did the Falcons play in that Super Bowl? It don't matter. Kyle Foldahan. Bill Bella checking them boys. Boy, Kittle. <laughs> he was he said, oh man, he felt bad for Kyle Shanahan. He folded again. You just see his face on the Super Bowl. He was just like this. He said, like, my dad finna talk all that junk to me when I get home. <laughs> my yeah. dad finna hit me with all of it. Mike Shanahan should been coached. Mike been done. They should have Mike Shanahan. Mike's been they done. Have, they should have Mike Shanahan as defensive coordinator. Kyle Shanahan as offensive coordinator. Say, hey, man, look. Run the ball. No, no more. Run the ball. <laughs> Run the ball. Yeah. But, I mean, so did, uh, uh, what's that boy name? So did RG3, but not sliding. What's that, what's that dude, um, they should be there's a lot of them. Jeff Fisher? Yeah, even when Vince Young. No, Vince Young's depression. Hey, man, man. Jeff Fisher. I don't believe it. Jeff Fisher's awful. So, yeah, I can see that. You, you made Jared Goff look like. Well, no, I'm just Jared Goff. Vince Young's not bad. All right. <laughs> and I think that's all we have for you on this fine Wednesday. Um, Spec Talk comes out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'll be on there on Friday. So. I'll see you on Friday. Friday.